Welcome to the Opinions Podcast. I'm Tomer. I'm Aiden. I'm Brielle. And I'm Naomi. And we're, we're the editors of the Opinions and Global Commentary sections. And uh, today we're talking about the election. Yeah, so just as an overview of what happened, uh, Biden won. He was able to flip Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. Right now it's looking like he's going to win in Arizona and Georgia. On the Senate level, Republicans were able to fend off a lot of Democrat challengers in their seats. And now the control will come down to two Senate runoffs in Georgia. On the House level, Democrats' majority shrunk, but they still have the majority. So we'll just all go through our personal uh, stories of like what election night was like for us. So for me going into it, I was like really anxious. I had a bad feeling that Trump was going to win. I just had a feeling. And then like Florida was called and I was like, it's happening. And then I saw he was winning in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. And I was like, it's happening. And I was like, whatever, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to wake up and whatever happens, happens. And I wake up and he's in the lead in Wisconsin. And I watch for a little, he's in the lead in Michigan. And then, you know, a couple of days go by. And I swear the one period that I'm not watching TV, I'm taking my SAT, right? I finish and my SAT proctor is like, oh yeah, by the way, Joe Biden won. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like the one time I'm not watching TV, they announce it. So yeah, Aiden, what about you? Uh, well, I was um, campaigning on election night. Uh, also, um, when you list all the states Biden flipped, I feel compelled to mention that he also flipped Nebraska's second congressional district where uh the electoral votes are apportioned by uh, congressional districts. So uh, that's one extra electoral vote for Biden. Um, but yeah, I was um, campaigning on election night because uh, I was working, I've been working on a campaign uh, for a house seat in California. Um, we narrowly lost, but um, that's beside the point. So I was making calls like to voters until 11 p.m. Eastern time because it's 8 p.m. Pacific time. So I didn't get to join in on all the election watching fun. But as it turned out, that was OK, because there were still many, many hours of staring at CNN to go. Um, so after 11, I like watched until like, I don't know, 1 or 2 a.m. and went to sleep. Um, I thought Biden was going to win, but I did start get- to get scared. Um, and then, you know, we didn't have school all those days after. So I was like watching a lot of CNN cause I, I wanted to be there when they called it. Um, and you know, I just kept waiting and kept thinking like, today's going to be the day, this batch of votes is going to be the one. And it never was. And, uh, eventually I just got bored and started watching Netflix. And so of course I was going back and forth and when they called it, I was, uh, watching, uh, TV and missed it but I tuned in right away to see the reactions and then um, I went to Philadelphia to uh, celebrate as I was hoping Biden would win Um, and so socially distanced masked up uh, celebration was very fun there Um, lots of cops without masks on fun stuff like that Um, and then that was it Uh, so Bria what about you so uh, the actual election night was crazy for me. I watched from 7 to 1 a.m. straight up, didn't stop. I was just extremely, like, I was so nervous. Um, For me, like, I was about 90% sure Biden was going to win, but especially that first night, I was getting extremely nervous. I knew a lot of the votes weren't in yet, especially with the mail-in ballots this year and, um, like, that large portion of people who were doing mail-in ballots, but at one o'clock, I was just so nervous. I was exhausted. So I 
went to sleep after that after that and the following day I mean we obviously had classes so I had uh the tv on behind all my classes it's fine uh and then the following day I actually had to go on a trip and throughout that entire trip um you know slowly Biden was starting to get back onto the trail his campaign had led and then when the actual news came out that you know he had won uh, I was actually at my sport, I was at bowling, and I had gotten the first notification, and it was crazy. Like, I turned to the people on my team, I was like, the first pr- projection, like, of the election came out, and everyone started freaking out, it was awesome. Everyone, like, just started clapping, and I, I'm pretty sure, um, like, a couple other teams at the bowling alley knew, but, like, we just kind of started clapping, and everyone was kind of confused at first, and I guess everybody else started getting the notifications, and then, obviously, it's not... 100% democratic in New Jersey so you know maybe a couple people were like okay I gotta get out of here but almost the entire <laughs> bowling alley was like extremely happy it was awesome was <laughs> yeah. so that was my experience okay for me it was like the thing is going into it I was like Biden is gonna win and um so the thing is, I had so much homework that night too, which is just such a bad combination because I was like, let me try to get things done. I was like, there's no way. But for me, I was super confident leading into it. And I don't even know why, but like, I knew Florida was going to like Trump, but just for whatever reason, it just spooks me. I was like, this feels like 2016 again. I was like, damn it. I convinced myself a guy that has a slogan, settle is gonna win. I was like, I'm such an idiot. Like I should have known, like there are all the warning signs are here. And then I was like, I was like, damn it. Like I was so depressed. And what, like the only thing, like my entire thing is like, I was like, this is 2016 again. But the one thing that like carried me was Arizona. Like I did not expect it to flip. And once it flipped from there on, I was like, he's, he's gonna win. Like that was it. But the thing is I went to sleep at like, my thing is I do this a lot. Like when I don't want to see, I was like, let me go to sleep at nine and wake up at like three, which I know sounds insane, but I do this a lot. But cause I was just like, when I wake up, there'll be a new president. So I don't have to, you know, I don't have to look at all the things. Like I'll be unconscious. And I wake up and like, nothing has been called. I was like, this is just like, this is a scam. I'm up at like 3am like doing nothing. And I can't even do my homework because all I'm thinking about is like I've been waiting for this moment for four years for this man to be gone just so I could just just so I could say he's gone and then like (laughs) and it didn't even happen then I was like damn it and then it kept getting stretched out and like I understand that mail-in voting is hard but like that many more days like it was listen whoever is working it about if if I was the one counting it would have been done like these people are there's something wrong with them I can't but I really think in terms of the mail-in ballot counting like Trump and the Republicans were all in on this like every vote needs to be counted on election day you know it needs to end on election day and honestly I don't completely disagree with them but not in like the way they're arguing it I agree like it's actually beneficial for the country if we know the results quickly because we don't want there to be time to sow doubt in all of this now if ballots like come in after election day and were postmarked I think those should be counted but I do think that like Pennsylvania clearly should have started counting their mail-in ballots way before um, you know the actual election day came like uh, Florida did Florida had almost complete results um, like right away within a few hours because they'd already counted all their mail votes and it was just a matter of counting the in-person votes which usually they are able to get done on election day so I think uh, what I said I wonder why they couldn't count them 
Pennsylvania, yeah. and all these swing states. Yeah, true. It looked like somebody had a backup plan. Yeah, so, yeah. All right, so to move on, what do you guys think, like, were your general thoughts about the election? What surprised you the most? What were your expectations going in? What, how did that relate? I know for me personally, I was so mad at the polls. Because, right, it's like the fool me once, shame on, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, right? It's like, oh, you guys fixed it. They reformed all the polls from 2016. They're going to be right this time. And then it didn't happen. And I was so mad. And then also, I was super shocked when Georgia flipped, right? Because, like, it felt like the thing was um, disappointment in areas where Democrats thought they could improve, right? They thought they could improve in Florida and North Carolina and areas like that, and it just didn't happen. And so Georgia, like, went against that trend in, like, these traditional Republican states, and Arizona did too, but, like, these traditional Republican states that flipped. So I was super surprised by that. What about you, Aiden? Um, yeah, I definitely think, like, I, th- I think if you were listing the most likely to flip states, um, it, you know, Arizona was probably the most likely. Um, but then, um, you know, Georgia was not like the second most likely. It seemed that was like maybe the fourth or fifth most likely because North Carolina, even Texas, uh, Florida definitely seemed um, like probably better possibilities than Georgia but um, I think Georgia is shifting and um, yeah I was still pretty disappointed with the results as a whole Um, you know people are happy about Biden that Biden won I'm happy that Biden won of course Um, and as you can tell I mean obviously this all of our opinions as uh, people who don't like Trump Um, so from that perspective I was certainly happy Biden won but um other than that, it was quite a disappointment. It was a systematic failure of the Democratic Party uh, in the Senate races where we had uh, bad campaigns, bad strategy, bad um, candidates in some cases. And um, there were so many races that seemed like we could flip. And I was always nervous about the Senate because in all the projections, it was like there's like 10 tossed up super close races that Democrats should probably be able to flip a few of. So they're the heavy favorites. But there were it wasn't like there are like three races where they're definitely going to win. It was more like here are 10 they could win. They'll probably get some of them. And all of those work for the Republicans, even like Maine, which seemed pretty clearly favored for the Democrats, Sarah Gideon. So very disappointed with the Senate, even though in these Georgia runoffs, which we'll talk about more later, could uh, save it anyways. The House, we lost seats as well. Um, and overall, I think it was just a failure of the Democratic Party as an institution. Um, and the one bright spot for me was the progressive House wins where um, we did see, um, you know, it wasn't that surprising because a lot of them weren't swing districts. This was more from the primaries, but the squad, uh, as many call it, has definitely expanded with Marie Newman and Jamal Bowman and Cory Bush. Um, and I'm probably forgetting some others all going to Congress. Um, and that was exciting for me. But other than that, pretty disappointing in my opinion. I should point out before we go to Brielle, I think um, the main reason why Democrats were disappointing the Senate is because they underestimated the power of Trump being at the top of the ballot, like or at the top of the ticket. Like there were not going to be many people who voted for Trump and voted for Jamie Harrison. There were not going to be many people who voted for Trump and voted for Teresa Greenfield. There were not going to be many people who voted for Trump and voted for uh, Steve Bullock. Like the the it's very difficult to win on a split ticket. And I think Democrats overestimated what they what they could do with that. So yeah, Brielle, what are your thoughts? Uh, so honestly, two things surprised me most, one of which we already talked about, that whole Nevada thing. I, I just think that was so stupid. Like, I don't understand why it was taking so long. But honestly, the second thing that surprised me most 
wasn't like about the election. It was about my reaction to what happened. I mean, I consider myself like I know all three of you, you guys consider yourself Democratic. I consider myself independent because I can see things on both the Republican side and the Democratic side. And I mean, no offense, if you're a logical person, you don't like Trump, whether it be his policies, you just don't like him as a person. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of difficult when he's throwing a lot of people under the bus. So my reaction to the election, I really wanted Biden to win. But just like the feeling that a lot of people had when Trump was um, officially lost, I mean, he did lose. We'll see what happens. But um, I I was I was very I was surprised by my own reaction. Um, I got really emotional. I was I was very surprised by my own reaction. So, yeah. For me, um, like, honestly, I'm not surprised by my reaction personally, because I knew I would get hyped, like, not even because, like, because I'm, like, the first person to have doubt in the Biden-Kamala, what's it called, like, administration, but I just knew I'd be, just because, like, no matter what debate you have with the Trump supporter, they can always end it with, he is the president, well, no, he's not, like, that is one thing, and also the Democratic, um, uh, what's it called party being a systematic failure is really nothing surprising to me they've been doing this for several decades this was literally the most like it was probably the most predictable part of the election we saw them all primary cycle constantly and through joe biden's um, campaign constantly campaigning to the moderate constantly campaigning to that normal blue collar person in scranton pennsylvania and and it ended up that demographic did not win biden the election the demographic he wasn't even targeting flip states like georgia flip cities like i mean not flip cities like detroit but detroit went overwhelmingly democratic flipping michigan and it's just so interesting because they're constantly going, trying to go away from the progressive side of the party, but the progressive side of the party is the reason this administration is even in office. But besides that, things that surprised me, I mean, it's so cliche to say, but like you would really think after everything Trump's done, after he has not tangibly improved any low income person's life in a way that is in terms of like, if, you, if for religion, yes, for religious purposes, if you agree with him, like, yes, you could consider that improvement, I guess, oppression, whatever. But um, uh, what's it called? Like, I just didn't expect, like he literally, there are 200,000 plus people dead in this country. So I honestly, to have him win such a large portion again and for it to be this close is pretty crazy. Yeah, before we move on, I'll just make a final point that like, I think Van Jones was talking about this on CNN, like Democrats were ready for this like moral victory. Like the country is gonna reject Trump and they're gonna have like Obama 2008, like destroy him, that didn't happen. And like, that's okay because, well, I don't know if it's okay, but I, the end result stays the same whether or not that happens. I have to disagree with that. I think that Biden yeah. does want a mandate. I know that Republicans will try to say otherwise. It was certainly a disappointment down ballot, but I mean, Biden did win at this point. It looks like he's going to win 306 electoral votes, the same amount Trump won last time when they claimed it was an overwhelming landslide victory with a mandate, which uh, that might have been a bit of an exaggeration, but Biden has won more votes than any presidential candidate in U.S. history, um, a substantial electoral college victory. And I think it's going to be very concerning if Biden does go into this thinking that, you know, he eked this victory out because at the top of the ticket, he did have an overwhelming victory. um, And it's clear that he needs to govern like it um, and not just try and appease Republicans uh, because he doesn't have a mandate. He does. And uh, we should recognize that. I'm going to disagree with that. 
Oh, sorry. I feel like it's also important uh, to point out that a large, like a considerably large reason, uh, reason that Trump won this uh, the 2016 election was because he wasn't considered a politician. He was considered a businessman. He people wanted to change, and you know, I guess the American country they took a risk and they saw the reaction of the change. And I think um, not only that Biden does uh, has been in the not the White House specifically, he hasn't been president, but he's worked alongside the president before and he has a lot of experience that obviously helped him. But I think that also the country's, um, the country seeing how Trump handled um, everything that happened, especially the coronavirus and him not being a politician, I think that also played into how many votes Biden got. I kind of disagree with the idea that he has a mandate though, or like that it was like an overwhelming victory because I feel like it'd be kind of hypocritical to say that after 2016, because I don't think any of us would have said like he had an overwhelming victory in 2016, even though it's similar. And I don't think people would say even mandate from the people. I mean, he won by slim margins. I mean, at slim margins, but like you understand, like you, you understand what I'm trying to say. Like, it wasn't like he ran away with this election. And to me, like, the idea, I've heard a lot of progressives say it, like Biden doesn't need to appease to the like the moderate or the more Republican person anymore. But my thing is, I don't think he's trying to appease them. I think that is who he is. That's who he's proved he's been since he's gone in politics. There's been nothing to show us that th- this man is like a super progressive guy. He's being honest to himself. If anything, I feel like he's trying to cater to progressives with policies that he wouldn't have had in the past, like his minimum wage and stuff like that. 100% agree. I just think that, well, I, th- I think the biggest difference on the mandate conversation is that uh, if they win the same number of electoral votes, which it looks like they will, uh, the big difference is Trump lost the popular vote by two or three million. Biden's going to win it by likely at least five million. Um, So that's a major difference. And I don't think you can really say it's like hypocritical or a direct comparison when, uh, you know, you clearly can't say Trump has a mandate if the majority of people rejected him. Uh, Biden had the majority of people and actually a pretty large majority compared to past elections uh, affirm him as president. So you I think also that's have the to difference. Realize, though he's probably going to win by about 5 million. We also had the highest um, voters this year. Like we had so many more registered registered like, voters. So that also played into it. Like it's worth mentioning two most voted for candidates in presidential history number one joe biden number two donald trump so right. we, it's impossible to ignore the number of people that voted for donald trump now speaking of donald trump uh let's talk about him not conceding i think that's like been the big news after like the election was called i'll leave it to you guys go into that detail i just want to take a second to talk about the trump supporters who still think he won or can win get over it like he lost <laughs> like i think even democrats with the whole like not my president thing or like the russia thing they knew they accepted that trump won they were just saying the means by which he won were were wrong like you like you see people going like like i've seen like these people lose their minds like you really think biden won like yeah i really do think biden won like <laughs> the media can't call elections like that's not what you were saying in 2016 when the media called it for trump right so, and right now, when like the Trump campaign account, like the Trump team account tweeted yesterday, um, Trump has won Alaska and Trump has won North Carolina, both of those tweets using Decision Desk HQ and I think like the AP as their sources, uh, which have also called the election for Joe Biden. So they're trumpeting uh, these like announcements that he's won specific states 
while rejecting those same news organizations announcements that he's lost the election. I'm also super happy that uh, conservatives are dumping Fox News because there will be no audience left for Fox News if, if conservatives abandon it. Yeah, anyway, so that was my rant. You guys can go ahead now. <laughs> yeah, I think um, what's interesting about Trump not conceding is even though I do have like gripes with the United States Constitution, I like if I was a Supreme Court judge, I wouldn't be a constitutionalist. It does really speak to how strong the Constitution is that a guy like Donald Trump, even though he has basically half this country behind him, he he's not going to be a president in January. You know, like it doesn't. No matter how hard he tries, no matter how millions of people, the Constitution will stand strong and get against him. And honestly, like I was thinking about that, like a weaker country like Trump would have broke them. Like there are so many countries in the world, so many countries in history that Trump would have just broke and won this next election through whatever means necessary. So honestly, that's one takeaway that I had. Yeah, yeah. and the fact that he's trying to sue states, I mean, I, I mean, that's pushing it. <laughs> that, that's, that's more than pushing it. It's just, it, I mean, I remember during the, the debates, um, I was getting very frustrated because, um, some of the people were asking like um, the candidates, I mean, what would you do if Trump didn't concede to both Trump and Biden? I remember watching like, that is not going to happen. Like, that's just a stupid question. And now we're watching. Sorry, but I didn't remember. But that's like asking a kid, like, are you going to like, what are you going to do if he doesn't clean his room? Like, no, he's going to clean it. Like, what do you mean? Like, why are you presenting it? Like it's a possibility. Yeah. And now, but now it's like watching, like now he's trying to sue states and I'm like, I mean, the, these people had an idea. I mean, I, I knew, I knew he wasn't the he he's both a sore winner and a sore loser. But watching this, it's been crazy. Yeah, like Thanks. I thought it was really funny. Like I saw he tried to sue Michigan, or like I don't know if you sued the state, but like sued someone in Michigan. He was in the judge, and he was like uh yeah uh republicans weren't allowed in polling places and then the judge like kept on asking questions and then the lawyer was like oh yeah but they do allow they do allow i think they said like a non-zero number of republicans in the polling places and they were like so what's the issue yeah so i think it's frustrating to see that i think the lawsuits are frivolous i think the arguments are pathetic i think um the um just general lack of acknowledgement of the truth is horrifying and uh i think it's going to be difficult for america to come back from this i think that the rhetoric of you know uniting america is great and it would be great if we could unite america it's not going to happen i don't think um because at this point we're not accepting facts we're not accepting uh legitimate truths that you know, there's no opinion in and any reasonable person would acknowledge whether you like it or not, um, because now facts don't exist if you don't like them. Um, and so uh, and, and that, you know, goes as far as you want it to go. People uh, don't accept that vaccines are helpful, like basic science. So I think that um, there's a large segment of the population that's not going to be united or brought back to reality. And that's sad, but it's not that surprising from America, which is a country deeply rooted in generally horrible things uh, yeah, this on idea, a lot of fronts. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But to me, this idea of unity right now, like that's been spouting around this moral high ground, like, it's, are you kidding me? He won on yeah. 
this he won on hate like it's not like this man it's a coincidence that he just happened to turn sour and they still supported him this is why he won he won because there are legitimate people in rural areas who believe that like this man took their job that the big immigrants took their job that these people are like hurting them these myths they truly believe and yes it's a product of inequality in this country because the way you their mentality is built on that like i think there really is that's another thing like to me, this election revealed like, again, like the divide between rural America and us, like it's so hard for us to personally understand them because I understand it is deeper than like, oh, they're just racist. No, there a lot of it is because of the way, like the way the system is run, the way states are run, the way taxes are done. But I don't know, this idea of unity after four years of, come on, like, it's just, it's pretty ridiculous to me. Like, I don't like it's not being mature accepting the other side it's not being mature accepting people who don't like you, like who hate you and it's like I don't know I just don't and I never supported that I should also make as a final point I didn't think it was possible to hate Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz anymore Ted Cruz. I somehow was able to do it. I somehow convinced myself that I could hate these people even more these people were like egging Trump on. And it's not like they're doing it to save their jobs. They have absolutely no reason to do it, right? You could dump Trump and be like, all right, Trump's gone, whatever. Like, he's not president anymore. He's not going to call me out. I don't care. But these people are just like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I I never thought it was possible to me for me to get angry at at Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz, but I somehow did it. So Trump. That's true. Maybe if everyone wants to give their final thoughts and then we can wrap it up here. Um, I guess I'll just say my final uh, final point I guess I'll make is that um, I think that it's going to be very interesting to watch the battle within the Democratic Party. We're already seeing it between moderate House reps and AOC and other uh, people to the left. Um, and it's going to be seen a lot with the cabinet picks. You know, do we see these centrist bureaucrats get installed or do you know, the people who want Elizabeth Warren as treasury secretary and Bernie as labor secretary get their way, which is what I'm certainly hoping for myself. But, um, you know, I think um, the progressive wing of the party has shown that it can win elections. And I hope that Democrats will embrace that. And I think that like, Progressive policies, like when they're explained right, when the messaging is good, can win people over. Because I don't think like, well, I don't think we're going to unite Republicans and Democrats as some people hope to. I do think that we can't give up on, you know, winning states over. You know, Georgia is a state that seemed like it was going to be red for a long time and we've been able to turn it blue. But, um, you know, I think if you have the right messaging to increase turnout and to maybe persuade some people, um, even in deep red states, uh, we can't give up on them because, and give up on their people because uh, when we bring people a message of hope and actual change that will benefit their lives and we show them it will benefit them, uh, we can win anyone over. All right, Hopefully. you guys, final thoughts really, really quick. Yeah, my final thought is, um... I'm not really that surprised that Joe Biden won. I'm super happy that he did, but I think that we also didn't touch on this fact that I'm so excited about. I know we all have our own opinions. Certainly I do on Kamala Harris, but I think it's super important to note that we have the first female vice president. I'm so ecstatic. It's awesome. It's a great like step for our country. I'm like beaming right now, but 
yeah, that that's just awesome. I have my own opinions on her as a person on her policies, but being that we just got a woman as a vice president, that's just a huge step. So that that's really one of the hu- biggest things I took away from this whole process it was awesome. Oh, I'll do mine. Um, so for me, my biggest takeaway is really what we do moving forward. I'm honestly ready to get past Trump. I don't want to discuss him anymore. I don't care. We talked about him to the extremes for the past couple of years. For me, I just want to say like all of this complaining we've done about Trump for the past four years was meaningless because he never cared. He never listened. He never was going to respond to it. If you complain now, Joe Biden is actually susceptible to public pressure. Your words will actually mean something now. So I hope people pay attention to the same extent that they did under a president who did not care and did not want to appeal to them. This guy, his opinions, have you seen their videos of Joe Biden just like less than 10 years ago saying he doesn't support gay marriage. And then he was part of the administration that that, uh, supported the Supreme Court putting it through. He has changed so much through his political career. So like, this is the guy, everyone talks about the crime bill. Now he's one of the people that is acknowledging systemic racism and wants it in. So knowing that he has changed his opinion so many times, I hope people continue to treat politics with the same energy they treated it with when Trump was president. Great, all right, so final, final note, congratulations, Joe Biden, congratulations, Kamala Harris, and Stacey Abrams should never have to pay for a dinner in Georgia ever again. Heck yeah. All right, thank you, everybody. Bye. 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 Thanks.